sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I might be losing it, people. The homeless camp sweeps are back. I thought maybe society was going to find a little compassion. But no, no. Why would I think that? Like, literally, why would I think that government would find compassion after a year of a pandemic? Why would I think that? Like, literally, what part of my existence in society made me think that society was going to give a shit about anybody that it didn't find useful? You must be useful in society, otherwise you will be exterminated. I'm to the point now where I, like, finally respect Hitler. Because at least he was honest. At least that guy was like, look, I hate Jews. Let's see. Who did Hitler hate? Let's just find out all the people. Uh, no. Other victims of the Nazis. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of words. Uh, I could have used like just a bullet pointed list. I know he hated the Jews. Uh, It says. (sighs) Other groups singled out by Nazis included LGBTQ. Individuals, the physically and mentally disabled, Roma, which uh, is how you say gypsies. Don't say gypsies anymore. Poles or other Slavic people, Jehovah's Witnesses, members of political opposition groups. At least they were like, yeah, we're just going to kill them. We're we're not going to pretend that we're something we're not. We're not going to pretend that we care, but there's nothing we can do. Just going to kill them. I'm just like, well, thank you for your honesty, sir. Thank you for your evil, maniacal, cruel, unbelievably insane honesty. Because I'm at a point now where I think it's better than the bullshit that is real society. America hates groups of people just as much 
as Hitler hated all those other people. Hates them. Hates them. Looks the other way when people torture them and murder them. Doesn't care. No one in America politics cares. Because if they would care, they would say these words. But they don't. They have to be strategic. They have to keep their thoughts close to the vest. I was watching musical Hamilton again. Love that musical. And Burr, Aaron Burr, just a dick. Just a fucking dick. Because he's just conniving all the time. He won't say one way or another what he, he's just listening to which way the wind blows so that he can be on the right side of things. Not the right side morally or ethically, just the right, the winning side. I honestly believe, and I'm no expert, I don't know anything about any of this, but I honestly believe if the British had won, Aaron Burr would have turned around and been like, yeah, those guys sucked. Those revolutionaries, they were just terrorists. He would have totally turned on him because he's a politician. He does whatever keeps him in power and suits him. That's what a politician is. You're never going to hear a politician say that Dan Horgan is just Hitler light. Dan Horgan from uh, Akron city mayor is just Hitler light. Because that would just be, that's just too much. Sage. Now you're just, you're just, you're just saying too much. I'm not saying too much. Okay. He would kill the homeless in Akron. I think most mayors would kill homeless people if they, if it was at all politically possible. Because then that would solve the problem. Because there's a homeless problem. And it's not that there are homeless people suffering and dying on our streets. It's that there are homeless people. Do you understand? Do you know? Can you tell the difference? It's not that they are. It's not that it's tragic that they're on the street. They deserve to be on the street because they're just lazy, no good drug addicts. What the problem is, is that we have to look at them. That's the only problem. And that's why we have camp sweeps. An article, uh, March 3rd, New York Times. NYC doubled cleanups, they put it in quotes, of homeless encampments last year despite CDC guidelines to let them be. Everybody knows this by now that has any knowledge about homelessness. And this article starts out just like this. It's the New York Times. 
Guidelines by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention on how cities should deal with homeless people sleeping in the streets during the pandemic are straightforward. If private rooms are not available, allow people who are living unsheltered or encampments to remain where they are. Now, the only reason we would ever do such an insane thing was because of coronavirus. We certainly wouldn't let people be in any other time in American history. Allow if private rooms are not available. Allow people who are living unsheltered or encampments to remain where they are. That is just humanity. That's just common sense. Oh, but Sage, crime goes up and there, it's a, it's a, it's a health hazard. You know why it's a health hazard? Because you, they don't have any place to go to the bathroom. They have no running water. Okay. Do you understand how that would not happen if you found yourself at the uh, on the other side of some sort of uh, natural disaster? If your neighborhood went up in flames or uh, mudslides or tornadoes, what do you think would happen? Do you think that when, because there was nowhere to go, you slept out on the street and uh, the police started coming by and said, hey, you can't stay here. And you said, my house was just demolished in a tornado. And they'd be like, well, you can't stay here. You can't stay here. No. They're going to move heaven and earth for you to be indoors as long as you need it. There will not be a time where you will finally be thrown on the street. They will shelter you as long as you need it. Because they like you. Well, they don't really like you. I mean, that's stretching, but they, they find you useful. You're a, <laughs> you're a tax-paying citizen. So is that what it is? People that pay taxes, they deserve protection. How about all the arsonists, pedophiles, murderers, thieves, spending years in prison? Why do they get shelter? Don't you guys hate them? And you have a big list of people you hate, right? I mean, come on, pedophiles. Everybody hates pedophiles. And I'm talking one of those really bad pedophiles, too. Like the one that just, like, you know, fucked seven-year-olds. Put it on tape. Torture them. 
left them tied up in a closet without food and water. A guy like that. Yeah, you hate him, right? Why does he get shelter and food? And you pay for it. He's not a taxpayer. Well, I wouldn't do that if I didn't have a choice. I'd I'd just soon see that guy die a painful death. Well, there you go. So now you're back in the Hitler camp. So there it is, right? It's what you want, isn't it? To kill everybody you don't like? (laughs) That pedophile deserves nothing less than being tortured and strung up by his genitals. Cockroaches sewed into his eye sockets till they eat his brain out. It's the kind of stuff you like to dream about, isn't it? If you didn't think of that one, there's a little tip. That's one of those good torture ones. You pull somebody's eye sockets out and you put cockroaches in there, sew them up. Any kind of bug will do. It's pretty good, right? Add that to your list of wishful hope for all the people that you hate. That's why the government does it, people. Because of you. Because deep down, you give no fucks. You know how many liberal friends I have that hate half the country? (laughs) They hate every single person. Hate. Every single person that voted for Donald Trump. And the only reason I pick on them is because they like to claim how tolerant they are. <laughs> Their hypocrisy knows no bounds. But, eh, I mean, at least again with conservatives, they'll tell you they want to murder. Liberals. <laughs> the only good liberal is a dead liberal. See, I respect that. Because you liberals are full of shit. You're the same thing, but you will lie about it. That's what I hate. I hate the lying more than the actual act. You're not any better than Hitler. You wish death on people that cut you off in the street. You do. Think if you had the power to kill everyone you wanted to kill just by thinking it. How many people would you kill? Like uh, they just disappear, not murder. Not you don't have to look at their gory body. It just they just disappear. Could you imagine what the world would be like if everybody had that ability? To just make people permanently disappear? What do you think that would be like? (laughs) There'd be any people left? (laughs) Somebody says something wrong to you on Facebook and then they just evaporate.
That's um, an undeniable part of who we are as human beings. Many of us are incapable of compassion, empathy, putting ourselves in other people's shoes. We just lump 70 million people up and hate them because they voted for somebody that you think the only reason they voted for him is because they were racist. If you think the only people that voted for Trump was because they were racist, you don't know anything, anything about half of your country. Nothing. We're all to blame. Back to this article. Clearing encampments, the agency explains, increases the potential for infectious disease spread by causing people to disperse throughout the community and break connections with service providers. I read this shit so many times. Over and over and over again. But in New York City last year, officials went in the other direction. They nearly doubled the number of cleanups, again in quotes, of places where homeless people were sleeping, sleeping, which involved removing and discarding belongings. So imagine all of your belongings are on the street and somebody just comes along and takes them all, all of them, all of them, all of them. And heaven forbid you should have your kid out there because they'll take that too. Probably your dog. From March 1st to December 12th, the city performed 1,077 cleanups compared with 543 during the same period in 2019. The statistic was released by the city in response to a Freedom of Information Act request <laughs> by the Urban Justice Center, a nonprofit whose safety net projects help homeless people. In response to an email asking why the city increased cleanups in 2020, a spokesman for the City Department of Homeless Services, Isaac McGinn, said, wrote, In our city, we don't allow obstructions of public places or encampments or any time the city encounters, learns of, or receives a report about a condition on the street that needs to be addressed. The city addresses it as quickly as possible, with multiple city agencies responding as appropriate. Not to help the person. Again, it's not a problem that there's a person on the street that is suffering. The problem is we have to see a person on the street. When the city dismantles a street site, it offers outreach services to people living there and tries to persuade them to accept placement in a shelter, Mr. McGinn wrote. That's what he wrote. When the city, they all write that. With the city subways now closed overnight for cleaning as a pandemic precaution and to keep homeless people off of them, some people who sought refuge in the transit system have moved to the street. Where else do you think they'd go? The city added more than a thousand beds in private rooms in hotels last year. They have like 50,000 homeless people. City added more than a thousand beds in private rooms and hotels last year to safely accommodate homeless people during the pandemic. But as of December, only people with certain health problems qualified for them. <laughs> I got what? 
Most homeless people who seek shelter from the city are placed in group shelters or in rooms with roommates, according to the Urban Justice Center. In group shelters where nearly 3,000 people have tested positive, wait, in group shelters, nearly 3,000 people have tested positive for COVID-19 and 102 have died of it. City reported on Wednesday. City's recorded 172 COVID cases and 12 deaths among people living on the street. See, do you see what's going on there? 3,000 and 102 in the shelters. The street, 172, 12. Where do you think you'd go? The city completely disregarded the CDC's guidance, said Peter Malvin, an organizer for the Safety Net Project who was once homeless. Single homeless adults staying in shelters have been eligible for vaccination since mid-January, and the city said that more than 3,100 people at shelters, some residents, some staff, have received at least one vaccine. As of Monday, there were about 18,000 single adults in shelters. That's it. Pretty short article for New York Times. Uh, I just get to a point where I'm like, they're winning. They're winning. Who cares, man? Who cares what happens to these homeless people? You know what I care about? When I have to look at a homeless person. One time I was in New York City and somebody had peed in the elevator and I had to go up it because my mom couldn't walk up the stairs. I had to take the elevator. Somebody peed in the elevator. Do you know why somebody peed in the elevator? Because there's nowhere else to pee. Anything that you do to help homeless people is just seen as encouraging them. It's what mayors say and homeless service providers say. It just encourages them. <laughs> encourages them. Like they're a rodent. Don't feed the rats. There's There are cities where uh, no feeding ordinances. Cities with no feeding ordinances for homeless people. Uh, these are kind of old. There's one in Newsweek. This is 2018. Why it's illegal to feed homeless in cities across America. Why is that, I wonder? I'm sure it's a very reasonable answer. Volunteers made, this is 2018. Volunteers made a headline Sunday when 12 of them were charged with misdemeanor offenses after feeding homeless people in El Cajon, California. But the ban against feeding the homeless is not unique to the city. Dozens across the United States have similar policies to ban food sharing in public spaces. After the charges in El Cajon, activist attorneys said Monday that they would file a lawsuit against the city regarding the ban. Leader called, leaders called the policy unconstitutional and discriminatory, according to the San Diego Union-Tribune. Similar stories have been reported across the nation. December 27th, Adeline McLean was issued a ticket for feeding the homeless in Atlanta's Hurt Park. And in January 2017, seven people in Tampa were arrested for feeding homeless without a permit. One volunteer in El Cajon, Ever Parmley, just 14 years old, told NBC7 on Sunday, I was passing out food and this guy was like, can you step aside, please? Lawmakers who back food sharing bans say the food sharing can lead to the spread of hepatitis A. See, they're rats among the homeless. But homeless advocates say the food sharing bans are a trend towards criminalizing homelessness. There it is. 
Of course, sanitation is important. And of course, health, public health is important. Maria Fuscarinus, the founder and executive director of the National Law Center on Homeless and Poverty, told Newsweek, these issues can be addressed without banning food sharing with people who are hungry and people who are impoverished. Fuscarinus told Newsweek that NLCHP has been seen an increase in laws criminalizing homelessness. This will continue, especially with the recent backpedaling of the Federal Justice Department in December 2017. Uh, attorney Jeff Sessions and the U.S. Department Justice pulled back on an Obama-era guidance issued to state and local courts that advocated against imposing fine and fees on poor people. Hepatitis A outbreaks in Los Angeles, San Diego, and Santa Cruz plagued the city's population in 2017. It killed about 20 homeless people. The rare and contagious liver disease that can result from a lack of safe water, poor sanitation, and hygiene has spread uh, since spread to Salt Lake City. The Utah outbreak has been linked to homeless people who moved to the city from centers of San Diego, according to Thursday's report from the Associated Press. The law to ban food sharing in public spaces like city parks in El Cajon was put in place last October. What we're saying is feeding them at city parks is a bad idea. Do you have you ever had a picnic at a city park? Uh, given the situation we're in with the hepatitis A outbreak, and in fact that it makes complete the place completely messy afterwards, <laughs> says Al Cajon. Council member Ben Kalasho told NBC7 November. Between 2013 and 2015, 26 cities passed food sharing bans, according to reports from the National Coalition for Homeless. <laughs> Many communities will cite a desire to ensure the food that is shared is prepared according to certain food preparation standards, but there is no documented case of food poisoning coming from food that is shared with hungry people in public spaces. The National Coalition for Homeless Interim Director Megan Houston told Newsweek. A 2017 report from NLCHP called Housing Not Handcuffs surveyed and tracked 187 cities since 2006 and found that 6% of cities banned food sharing in public spaces. About 47% of those cities banned sitting or sleeping in public, and many had laws against sleeping and camping in public spaces. Homeless people can be fined or even incarcerated for violating these laws. Is it? I mean, do you get it? You have nowhere to go. You have no money. And you'll be fined. You, they won't actually send you to jail. They'll just fine you. Because jail, then they'd have to pay for you to live. So they'll just fine you. And sometimes they will, I guess. I, you know, I, I just feel like we're moving backwards that the momentum is going in the wrong direction. That it would be like slavery increasing. Hey, do you know slavery's wrong? Yeah, you know what though? It's great. It's like one of those guilty pleasures. Yeah, you feel a little bad about it, but man, have you ever done it? Have you ever had a slave? It's like that. And we just do it over and over and over again. And that's what is so disheartening. 
is that we never seem to learn that compassion is the answer. Hate is the answer. Annihilation is the answer. Extermination is the answer. When you take somebody who has absolutely nothing and then you take away all the things that they had, which was very little to begin with, what else are you doing other than exterminating them? I feel like I am in Nazi Germany. I feel like I'm living next to a concentration camp. And I feel like it is a moral imperative to do something to stop this madness, to stop just sweeping camps. When you take a homeless person's things in the middle of the winter, mind you, you have made a terrible situation worse. You're trying to kill them. You can't tell me it's anything different than that. And it's always a lie when the city says, well, we offered them this, we offered them that. That's what they say. But you don't follow up on those. The reporters don't follow up on those statements. They just report what the guy said at the scene. We offered them, they didn't take it. San Francisco homeless people that didn't take shelter. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. Uh, I don't know if I can find this article or not. But there was a thing in San Francisco where they asked these homeless people, they were like, hey, we have this transitional housing for you, and only 30% took it, okay? 30% took the housing. Now, as an outsider, you might say, well, that's just ridiculous. It must be, there must be, there's got to be what they, they just want to do drugs. You can do drugs anywhere. People do it. They do drugs in prison. Doing drugs is not the problem. Okay. That's not why people turn down housing. They do drugs in the shelters. They do drugs in the jails. They do drugs in the prisons. They do drugs everywhere. People are doing drugs in your library right now. Okay. 
It's easy. There's all kinds of ways to do drugs. Let's see. Uh, ah, yeah, here it is. San Francisco offered permanent housing to homeless people staying in hotels, but 70% said no. Okay. Let me see if I can get the cash version. They like, <laughs> I get it that newspapers need to make money, but I do not from San Francisco. And I just want to read this article. Uh, as San Francisco, this article was put out March 2nd, 2021. As San Francisco expands a shelter-in-place hotel program that leases rooms to, for vulnerable homeless people during the pandemic, the city has run into a roadblock. Some residents find where they're staying more appealing than another permanent option. Shelter-in-place hotels open during the pandemic for vulnerable homeless individuals offer private rooms with bathrooms and three meals a day. Okay? But the program is temporary. In contrast, a newly available permanent supportive housing option in a recently renovated hotel has communal bathrooms and charges 30% of a resident's income as rent. Okay, now, you, as you're reading this, you're probably like, these no good. I Yeah, we should kill the homeless sage. Just hold on. So far, around 70% of the shelter-in-place hotel residents offered spots at the refurbished 232-unit Granada Hotel purchased with $45 million from the state last year, turned down spots. We have experienced a decline rate of people living in shelter-in-place hotels at a rate never experienced before in San Francisco when offered permanent supportive housing. This is understandable fundamentally. See, he's going to set it up. We've never had shelter in many ways that's nicer than permanent supportive housing. We respect people's rights to decline their housing placements, adding the city would work on more options. It poses a problem for the city, which is pleasant not to kick out anyone who moved into a shelter-in-place hotel before November 15th, okay? So the city has said, we're not going to kick you out, but I want you to go to this shittier place. The city's now trying to find the permanent places before federal reimbursements potentially run out by October. According to city data, nearly 61% of hotel residents have not received a housing referral yet. 61% have not received a housing referral. Okay. So they want them to go to this group home, basically. Board of Supervisors on Tuesday passed an emergency ordinance to move 560 more homeless people into shelter-in-place hotels over the next two months. The ordinance will extend the federally reimbursed program that leases hotel rooms for around 2,000 vulnerable homeless individuals fill even more hotel rooms and make available permanent housing for residents who qualify and want to move. Keegan Medrano with the Coalition on Homelessness criticized the city for what he perceives as shifting blame to residents for rejecting placement. You see, that's how they all do it. You're blaming the victim. It's oppressor strategy one-on-one. -on -one. We do it with black we do it. We still do it with black people. We did it with black people in the sixties. We did it with uh, slaves. We did it with native Americans. We did this. How we do it. K 
Keegan Madrano from Coalition of Homelessness said permanent supporting housing doesn't have the best reputation among the homeless community. It sucks. Okay. It sucks. We're in a tough position where we want people to get into permanent supportive housing, but frankly, a lot of it's unacceptable and not in good condition. Many don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have good air filtration. They're hot. They're small. They're congregate. Madrano said he hoped it was clear to residents offered a place at the Granada that the hotel was newly refurbished and which might be different than other permanent supporting housing units. Madrano urged officials to invest in places with private private bathrooms as the city explores purchasing more hotels to turn into housing. Okay. For now, the city is trying to fulfill its promise mandated by a board ordinance that is likely to be extended Tuesday to find permanent housing for hotel residents. Hundreds of units are currently vacant and the Granada Hotel is only half full. The Department of Homelessness said, if hotel residents reject spots, the city can offer them another to other eligible people. Supervisors and advocates say that more than 600 people still on the streets are document ready to move in. That might be an option. Put the people, let the people that are in the hotel stay in the hotels. I put those people on the streets in the uh, congregate housing. But as a, a person who is just reading the article, how does it make you feel? Doesn't it make you think those homeless people are just entitled, no good losers? All these articles are written with an agenda. Every article is written with an agenda like this. The writer decides. Okay. And you do what sells. If your subscribers think that homeless people suck, then we're going to give a little spin that homeless people suck. Because we're not going to say... Uh, supportive housing is bullshit and uh, you wouldn't let your dog live in it. We come at this from a point of judgment and lack of willing to understand people we don't know. What I'm here to tell you is most homeless services suck. Absolutely suck. And the reason isn't necessarily that the house is bad or, you know, it's the people that run it that are bad. Because they judge their clients. They're angry at their clients. They're bureaucrats that are angry because homeless people aren't doing what they are told. They're not good little doggies. They're humans with integrity and dignity. 
If you think that a human being is just food and shelter, you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. I am here to tell you if beaten long enough, and not physically beaten, mentally beaten long enough, that you are unworthy, ungrateful, obstinate, service resistant, a vagrant. You're not going to put up with it. You're not going to walk into somebody's house that hates you. You're not going to do it. I'm telling you, you would rather freeze and starve on the street. Because they never asked you what you wanted. They never asked. Because they don't want what you want. Homeless people want a community. They want to be with their friends. They want the same autonomy and freedom that every other American has. But when you don't have money, your freedom is taken away. The only time you have freedom in America is if you have money. That's it. The more money you have, the more freedom you have. It's on that scale. And it's the only time anybody's going to fight for your freedom. That's what, lo what lobbying groups are. That's why big corporations have lobbying groups. Because they want more freedom to do whatever the fuck they want. You don't have a lobbying group. So you don't have enough money. Do you have bad health insurance? Do you know why you have bad health insurance or no health insurance? Because you don't have a lobby. The people that run the insurance companies have a shit ton of lobbyists. So they get the freedom and you don't. They get their freedom. You get your freedom taken away. And if you're a person that society doesn't like, then you really lose your freedoms. Health statistics of African-Americans. Here's a CDC. Uh, CDC article. The death rate for African-Americans decreased 25% from, 20, from 1999 to 2015. That's good. Africans... African-Americans aged 18 to 49 are two times as likely to die from heart disease than whites. 
African-Americans aged 35 to 64 are 50% more likely to have high blood pressure than whites. Almost every way you look at an African-American in America, they are being beaten down. Health-wise, job-wise, education-wise, incarceration-wise. It's because we don't like them. We got to get it out in the open. We don't like black people. We don't like how they all hang out together, talking too loud, eating outside all the time with their barbecue. We don't like how they strut around all cocky. We don't like their stores. We don't like their food. We don't like their churches. Certainly don't go to them. We don't like, we don't like black people. We tried to get black people out of America after uh, slavery. It was a little too inconvenient. Looked a little too harsh. So we just keep them over in the shit side of town until we need that side of town. And then we uh, take it from them. That's what we did here in Akron. There was an African-American community. We decided we wanted to put a road through their community. So we uh, took the land, cut up, put, put a highway right through their community. And now, you know what? We decide we don't like the the highway is stupid. We're we're unwinding that highway. So it makes you ask, why did we decide to put a highway right through the African-American community that had stores and vitality and real culture? Do we really want that highway? we just feel like those people were getting too uppity getting too cocky because we didn't want the highway highway was never fully built and now we're done with the highway (laughs) if you don't think most of America hates black people you are stupid You're just stupid. Black people know it. I'm not telling black people anything they don't know. (laughs) I'm not shocking a single black person listening to this show. Not one. Not one. For a long time, we didn't like gay people. Brokeback Mountain came. We had to watch those two guys doing it on that mountain. I wonder if Brokeback Mountain really changed everything. I don't know. Broke down some barriers. I know that's right. 
Now, some places love gay people. Oh, they love them. Yeah, love them. I went to a festival in Boston. I think it was a 4th of July. I think 4th of July. Oh, it's practically the gay fest. Lovely. I loved it. Now we love gay people. Some of us cities do. The rest of society hates gay people. Don't be silly. I mean, just some, just some cities. <laughs> Most people hate gay people still. Don't worry. Uh, addicts. Oh, we all hate addicts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, everybody hates addicts. Unless the addiction is to alcohol. Then, you know, that's just, you know, it's okay. <laughs> or to sleeping pills or Starbucks or, you know, the approved addictive substances. I know this is supposed to be a show about homelessness, but the point is that homelessness is just part of the overall American hatred. Okay? I'm here to tell you if you are not a middle class or above white man, you are sus- you are suspect. And I'm even talking about you middle class white women too. You're on the bubble. Depends how good of a wife you are, how good of a mom you are. Don't work too hard, though, ladies. Don't get too cocky with all your new education. I mean, you better make less than your husband. We we can't handle that. Only people that most of America does not hate, middle class and above white people, white men. You know it's true. Everybody else is on a graduated scale of hate. You can't tell me. You you know it's true. You know it's true. Middle class white men like uh, black people that uh, perform for them. I mean, not the singers typically. That's I mean, that's just ridiculous. But, you know, a good football player. Never quarterback, though. Quarterback's never black. I mean, a white man needs to run the show after all. But we generally let them mostly on the basketball court. They can, you know, but there's no really quarterback there. I mean, that would be a white guy for sure. Because I'm here to tell you, if you don't wake up to this truth, that the white man hates you, we're never going to progress. You've got to start at the heart of it. White European men hate you. Man, they gave the vote to black guys before they gave it to white women. (laughs) You know they hate you, ladies. You know they do. Unless you're a good wife. Are you a good wife? You sexing your man enough? Are you reading books about it? (laughs) <laughs> so that's why and then you know who the cops are white men so they just go after people they hate black men they just patrol around the black neighborhoods 
waiting to scoop up some, they call them animals, some animal. I've heard cops call people on the street animals. I work with animals all day. They're talking about you, black men. <laughs> you know it, too. It's all white guys running those cops, those, those departments. You know it. It's white men. So, you know, when a uh, transsexual is murdered in Akron, Ohio, they're not going to look too hard for the murderer. I mean, you know, there's a lot of murders. That's what happened here. Akron. Transsexual murders rarely are, are uh, okay. How many murders of transsexuals are closed in America? Maybe you don't know. Uh, here's Forbes. This is, this was written in, this is October 2nd, 2020. Transistor 30 killed and fatally shot already in 2020. 30 transgender or gender non-conforming people have now been fatally killed in violent attacks this year. 2020 is now most violent year for transgender people in America for five years. Uh, she, let's see. Some reports identify. Okay, so the human rights campaign is now reporting Michelle Ramos Vargas was found dead of multiple gunshot wounds in San Garmin, Puerto Rico. Some reports identify her as Michelle and some as Michelin. But Vargas, who was only in her mid-30s, was studying to become a nurse on Ponce Paramedical School. She joins a long list of mostly black and Latinx transgender women believed to be at least the 30th violent death of a transgender and non-conforming person this year. Uh, so is it going to get to it if they close out the cases? I'm telling you, they don't. I, f I forget. Anyways, but yeah, these white cops, they don't like those people. So how hard are they going to work on uh, that? You know, it's like a free pass to kill transgender people. You definitely can kill homeless people. Nobody's going to look for that murderer. <laughs> because it's white guys running the show. Okay. We got to come together, people. And some white guys will join you. I'll join you. We got to vote in blocks. But white men are dividing you. White men keeping the poor white people away from the poor black people, away from the poor Latinx people. And then they put in politicians that supposedly are for one or the other and against the other. But, you know, they're not. They're just figureheads of a system that hates all of you. We have to put new people in office. And it has to start at the local level. Barack Obama was just a moderate. He's no better than Joe Biden. Not. Glad he was there. Cool dude. I like watching all his speeches and he's a hip dude. And I'm glad he got in. But he's not. 
nothing like Bernie Sanders. Just a moderate. And moderate is just, that's not anything like a socialist. <laughs> There's nothing socialist going on in America, I assure you. Nothing. That's just propaganda put out by conservatives. <laughs> you wouldn't know a socialist. You, oh. There's just, there are no socialists in America. There are none. We have to come together. We must look at what connects us, not what divides us. Because as long as we continue down this path of looking at somebody and wishing them dead, the white man wins every time. It's part of the plan to keep you hating each other. If we didn't have a villain that was another American, we'd have to start looking at the people who truly are the villains, which are politicians. They are the evil in America. We have to get them out. We have to push them out. We have the capabilities, people. We have a democracy. So far, Republicans are trying to take it away because they see, they see that like white men starting to have some sort of sway in America. But keep in mind, the Democrats only want minorities that are moderate. They'll fight you too. If you want rights, if you want the right to be able to live in your own country, regardless of how much money you have, that's blasphemy to both parties. That will not stand. It is Democrats doing this torture to homeless people. It's all Democrats. They're all Democrat run cities, torturing homeless people. Democrats are almost completely identical to Republicans. And if you don't believe that, you are living in a fantasy land. Wake up, people. We have to get together. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.